Welcome to the Locker Room Podcast. I'm really delighted today to welcome a good friend of mine, ex-work colleague, and a bit of a legend when it comes to football in Ireland, ex-Irish international Terry Phelan. Just waiting for Terry to come on. I'm going to go straight into the conversation with him as soon as he comes on to his Zoom. He's in India at the moment, so he'll be dialing in from there, which will be kind of cool. I just want to mention before we start, our uh, big thanks to our sponsors, so it's ripped.com. Dot app, so R-Y-P-T, and ripped their platform that connects, connects coaches to their athletes and players and clients, helps you create individualized programs and work, and help to deliver them straight to your client through an app, so their own dedicated app, so all the exercise, all the videos, exercise videos and advice gets sent straight to that individual's account on the app where they can view their workouts, fill in the details, the reps, sets, loadings that they do in the gym, but also in terms of their training load monitoring and questionnaires and wellness questionnaires and all as well. So it's really, really brilliant service that the lads have got. Uh, it's a great tool for s coaches, so involved with teams or else in working with individual clients and also for online clients especially during this period as well so we've started using it with daily sports science we've launched the online training where you can sign up for a month or three months use the app with ripped and then our dedicated snc coaches can do personal training or snc training then for that period so it's a really great service we're lucky as well at the moment so the lads cormac and the lads at ripped have offered two months free to all listeners so they can head over to dailysportscience.com and sign up there through the products page have a look at our blog page information about our partnership with the lads at, at ripped or also just go to ripped.app so ryptapp and you'll see the information there so that's two months free access to to the brilliant service we're delighted they've been great they've been, they're brilliant supporters for us and we're looking forward to continued partnership. Hello. Terry. Hello there. How's it going? It's going good. Thank you very much, Kat. You play. How are you? <laughs> Great. You know, I was just thinking it's five years since I was in India and we were together there. Five years. Wow. Where's Terry. the time gone? I know. Five years. Five, five years. years. 2015. 2015. So yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Would have been August, yeah, Ross, yeah. We were just, we I, were, ju I, we were just starting into the season soon, weren't we? In a, in a couple of weeks' time with Carla Blasters. Yeah, I joined in the, I joined in the match. Uh, I was doing all my stuff the match, and we didn't start till the September. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and then obviously the Carla Blasters come in, didn't they? Because you, you would have come in uh, a couple of. Oh, was she? Oh, was she? You would have come in a couple of uh, months later. Yeah, yeah. You, it you was, would have come in September, wouldn't it? You would have come in. Yeah, exactly. It was beginning of September, right at the beginning yeah. of September. And then, the, so the coaches and the players and the, the uh, uh, Peter Taylor and, and the gaffer and everyone, everyone was at that time. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. How, how, how are things? Uh, oh, going well. I can't complain, you know. Yeah. Uh, I've been busy now with, uh, obviously, football starting up on the TV, Champions League and Europa League. And yeah. Serie A was, uh, was obviously a treat. So yeah. I did, uh, I did uh, the Europa League last night, the game last night yeah. from home, obviously. So that, that went well. And 
Yeah. Obviously, I left I left Kerala last year. Yeah. And then moved up to Bangalore because we're building a lovely big uh, academy down there. I saw us. Looking at, yeah, it's, it's going on. It's, I mean, it's on track. I mean, it could have been finished a lot earlier. But yeah. obviously, this uh, pandemic happened, didn't it? And it, you yes. know, it just it just threw out a bit. What the owner did, he kept the uh, the uh, sort of like the builders on site, paid them a little bit more extra just to keep right. you know the uh, the facility ongoing. Uh, so it's all good. It's not too bad actually. So that's cool. I'm okay. I've got a nice uh, apartment here. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm can't com- I will not complain. <laughs> you never. You never do. You never do. I, what I've done. What I've done, Terry. I've just. I've just pressed record because I think it'd be cool to have just a, a discussion yeah. and a chat and yeah. everything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just. I before you came on, I was just introducing you briefly. Um, legendary ex-Irish international, of course, and we get on to that about the World Cup 94, especially, mm. and a little bit about Big Jack and everything. But also, mm. like, I was just looking through your stats as well, different clubs you beat, like mm. uh, Leeds, Swansea, mm. then Man City, Everton, Crystal Palace, Fulham, Chelsea, Sheffield United, and then also in, in America and, and New Zealand. So... And, mm. uh, and as well as everything with Ireland, so it's been it's been um, it's been quite a career. Well, yeah, I mean that's 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 the whole uh, point of being a football player, isn't it? When you when you're a young boy kicking that ball around the streets of uh, Salford uh, yeah. in the north in the northwest of England on them cold, wet uh, days, and you're out there just kicking the ball against a, a wall, you have your you have your dreams, don't you? And you, yeah. your dreams are to be a football player. Yeah. You know, your dreams are to be on telly one day, and your dreams yeah. are to put your you know your your international shirt on or play for just play football and yeah. obviously that's what you know that's what life's about and yeah. you know if them dreams come true I mean I'm not really one for setting goals uh, yeah. to tell you the truth I'm not really a goal setter uh, I have my dreams and to tell you the truth everything I've dreamt about is uh, come true so I, I can't really complain on that one yeah absolutely even though even though I've had more clubs than Jack Nicholson so I'm alright <laughs> I, I I suppose where where we could start is I met I met you with Curly Blasters, so I was going over as a fitness coach 2015 after leaving QPR, and you were technical director, weren't you? So you were looking after yeah. the academy, and then yeah. you were due to come in with the the first team in the the Indian Super League, um, and then you 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 were there for the first few months a little bit, and then obviously Peter Taylor left and then you took over as manager for like the second half of that campaign didn't you well to tell you the truth it was it it was it was a it was it was a strange feeling because you know i was in there doing the obviously the technical director stuff with uh you know uh the grassroots and the youths which was which was great i really enjoyed it traveling up and down carol a beautiful place carol Set yeah. five centers all the way through Carol. No, nothing had ever been done like that before. I had yeah. some foul, you know, a thousand uh, students, 35 coaches. It was absolutely brilliant. I was loving it. You know, it was something new in it. It was a great challenge. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, the Carol Blasters were starting up then. Uh, obviously, they had David James the year before. Why did, why they changed? I don't know because they actually did well. They got to the final. I don't know why they yeah. changed. Yeah. And obviously, they brought Peter Taylor, who had his own philosophy. And obviously, yeah. obviously, yourself was there, and yeah. uh, Trevor Morgan, and a couple of other guys. And I've, yeah. you know, it was it was it was interesting watching the game. You know, he had his own philosophy of how he played. You know, which is okay. I think yeah. he played a five-three-two, five-three-two, uh, with, yeah. yeah, with wing backs, which 
for me, in the heat down in Kerala, it, you know, it's an awful lot because they usually play with a, a, a simple back four over there. So, yeah. but anyway, yeah, I, I, you know, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and then obviously, obviously, uh, Peter leaves. And I have, uh, I only have a month. I only have a month to really <laughs> cement what I want to do. And, and that really got taken out of my hands anyway. So I, yeah. I think I was just there as the name and the marquee uh, coach. And that's what they wanted. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the fans. I enjoyed the, yeah. uh, the nostalgia of going into the ground, you know. And, and, and that's part of football, isn't it? Of course. You know, and I think the first game I went in and I had a meeting with the, the, uh, the lads. And I, and I spoke to him, you know, because, you know, they wanted speaking to him in the right manner. Yeah. And I think he was in the meeting and I turned around and said to each and every one of them, look, you know, you've heard it all before. You're going to have 65,000 fans in that stadium. You're going to be playing against the team at the top of the league who's going for the, uh, the, the championship. Just go out there and entertain me and entertain the fans. Just yeah. going out there. Don't bore me. Just yeah. entertain us. You know, and, 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 and really, have a, really have a good go of it. And they won that game 2 0, beat Pune. Pune ended up finished second bottom or third bottom that after that. Uh, they went free fall. Yeah. I think yeah. David, David Platt was in, in the, yeah. uh, his manager. Yeah. And I think, you know, and then we went on and on and we, we lost a couple of games. But it was the teams in front of us who kept winning. Yeah. You know, we'd win, they'd win, you know, uh, we draw, uh, they draw kind of thing. So we could never get that, you know, we could never, we could never make it up. Yeah. Uh, so I know I, I really enjoyed it. I, you yeah. know, I would have I would have loved to have taken the, the, the job on and really took it forward because I, I yeah. know I could have I, I know I could have done something. Yeah, I remember that I was like in that first meeting and I remember do you remember Sanchez Watt? So he was yes. he, he was a brilliant young player for Arsenal. Yes, yes. Broke broke into the first team a little yes. bit and then kind of yes. straight away. And your words to him, because Sanchez didn't get on that well with Peter Taylor you couldn't identify no, him and, no. and your, your words to him were just just go out and enjoy yourself just go out and enjoy your football and enjoy yourself well I said to him and I said as there's a couple of lads I says who's your favourite player in the world <laughs> and he said I think he said Neymar I said Neymar I said well tonight son just go out and play like Neymar don't worry <laughs> about running back pick the ball up in the the end of the uh, the last to the, uh, you know the end of the middle to the uh, the final third and just run at people if you yeah. lose it don't worry about losing it we'll have people out there to pick the ball up but we will give you the ball as much as you can I think he scored that night I think he went yeah. on and scored that night yeah, he was I, think he a bit of, I think he scored a bit of a scream he had a wonderful left foot yeah. and, and what it is it's about you, you know yourself uh, Kieran it's about building the players up you don't want to be knocked down because he was always knocked down he was under pressure yeah. and it's just talking to I, I, I remember a little Josh uh, uh, I said yeah. to Josh, you, uh, you know, and I think it was Victor, was it Victor? Yes. Uh, Victor, yeah. two Spanish lads. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I've got two Spanish lads here. Well, they should be utilised. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I said, to, I, said to, I said to him, I said, one grew up playing for Villarreal or Valencia, and one grew up in the Barcelona Academy. Yeah. I said, lads, listen, give me a bit of that Barcelona flair. Give me a bit of that uh, yeah. uh, Valencia flair. Just give me some flair and... And, and, and excitement and they went out and done that and, and it yeah. was absolutely brilliant so I think yeah. as, a, as a coach you've just got to build the players up and you've got to put an arm around them which you didn't really have and uh, yeah. it, worked, it, worked, it worked well that, that yeah. particular night do you, th do you think you have to like we spoke a lot at the time about just adapting your approach like it's like you say about the 5-2-3-1 maybe it just doesn't 
it doesn't suit the environment like the heat that was and the humidity out there and also adapting to the type of players like the modern player that you have who who doesn't like being shouted at as much who needs that arm around them who needs to be like to build up their confidence you, you need to adapt to each environment of course you do you, you have to adapt to each environment you have to adapt to the uh, the change room and what you've got in the change room that's mm. the first thing because you have got uh, different don't forget you've got different cultures and all mm. in there so yeah each culture is different in india you know the cultures are different from state to state so you have to adapt to that and all and you you, you have to love people and I, I'm, I'm a believer in loving the players Win, lose, or draw, you've still got to treat them as you want us to be treated. Yeah. Them days have gone when you've got a rollicking and, yeah. you know, a bollocking and all that. Like, you've, just got to, you've just got to get on with them, you know, and tell them the facts. Tell them straight. Don't lie to them. Don't tell them something, you, you, you know, you, you, yeah. you promise something and you can't uh, achieve it. Yeah. You promise something, you've got to give it to them. And that's all I did, really. You know, yeah. and it, it, was just, it was just a little bit too late for us. I think if we had another few more games, they, they could have done all right, you know, coming. and I think they had that, they had that belief and that, that confidence. But like you said, the heat uh, in Kerala yeah. and, and in India at that time, it's very humid, very hot, the travelling and all. Yeah. I just don't think the players, are, the, I, I don't think we had the wing-backs to do that, to tell you mm. the truth, to, to do that type of roll up and down, up and down. Yeah. We, uh, we, I, think we, it, I think it's come. Sorry. We, we, yeah, we, I just remember that we were, we were trying to convert some young in, Indian boys to be those wing backs, a specialist role. And if you remember back, technically they were okay, but tactically they'd never probably been coached before. They didn't properly coach. So they didn't know that particular role. Well, listen, you've only got three, three and a half months to work with the players. So, you know, work with them what they know. You know, play yeah. a, a, whether you play a 4-4-2 or a 4-3-3, yeah. you know, you, you keep your back four in, in, in tandem, nice, tight, organised. And to tell you the truth, I didn't see a lot of work on the back players. I really, when I was there, I didn't really see a lot of work, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was very surprising to tell you the truth. Yeah. Uh, it, for it, me. It, so you, you, you've, you've also, sorry, Kieran, you've also got to work with players and all mm. individually, collectively, mm. have regular meetings with them, tell them what's going on. That's not just there, that's all over the world. And that's yeah. what I like doing uh, with my staff. My, my, in, at this present time, I have my staff and give them assignments every single day. They're on assignments every single day. So they, they can't rest on the laurels. They know they're going to get assignment and they have to finish that assignment at a certain time. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to get better. Yeah, absolutely. I do remember like there was a few really good players we had, English lads like Chris Dagnall and Peter Ramage and, and lads that we would have got close to you know, going around. But you still worked on them lads. They, there were still the expectations about, yeah, we, we'll be friendly, We'll have a bit of fun, we'll have a bit of crack, we'll have a drink after the game and, and good personal relationship. But at all stages, they knew they had to work hard. And I remember you on the pitch with them, in, on the training pitch, working on their individual game. So they weren't under any illusion that they were here to work, weren't they? Of course they was. I mean, listen, you, you, <laughs> in, in, in any walk of life, if any job you've got, you've got to work. You've got to put food on the table. Not just going to come to you. Whether it's any sport, you've got to work to be the best. And it was just a little, bridge, a little bit of a, a bridge too far for them. You know, I would have loved to have gone out morning and afternoon and worked mm. on their individual stuff. You know, and the, and the confidence and the collective stuff with them. And but obviously, it was only a short time span. But yeah. that's what they wanted. 
he wanted to to learn all the time. As a player, you want to learn all the time. And when I was growing up, when I got into first teams, you never learned a lot. You know, you yeah. never got a coach bringing you out and saying, hey, Terry, do you want to come out and do this? Or, hey, Terry, do you want to come out and do that? You never got it. They expected you to be a good player, but we all still wanted to learn, yeah. you know? And that yeah. was like the lads down there. Not just the foreign lads. The foreign lads were some fantastic foreign lads. Yeah. But the Indian boys was absolutely brilliant. We had some fantastic yeah. Indian boys in Ireland. Yeah. I still I still keep in touch with a lot of the Indian boys yeah, still too. to this day. Yeah, fantastic. Too. Yeah, yeah. In, through Instagram, <laughs> it's well, the yeah. This, way. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the new thing now. It's not going to that red <laughs> phone box and phoning up, is it? And you've got a queue of twenty-five thousand <laughs> outside, and it's raining, and they're banging on the they're banging on the window. Hey, come on, hurry up! You've had your five minutes. You know? Hey, the, oh. the, the the phone boxes in Ireland were green, Terry. They were they weren't red. <laughs> well, there, there was red, red, red where I grew up. <laughs> they may, may, may have been sprayed red. They might have been green. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, I, I was just speaking to my wife about it last night, Brenda. I was, I was chatting to you today, and I was just saying that in my experience in Kerala Blasters in India, it was like in two halves. It was the first half, which was uh, not it's enjoyable, let's say, but not the most enjoyable. And then the second half, where you came in as manager and. Uh, the football was so much more enjoyable training was but also uh, our like relationship we used to go like I used to say to people we'd go to Mumbai fly into Mumbai you train that day you might train the next day you'd have the game maybe the day after in the stadium beautiful big stadium and then you'd always have at least one day to go and just like free so so a lot of players would relax and chill out and some of the some of the other coaches would go to the bar, you know, and, and drink for the day or whatever it was. But myself and yourself, we always managed to get in around the city, explore the place, whether it was little tea houses or go to an old church or, you know, some bit of culture. It was a great experience in that sense, wasn't it? And I always thought that you were always open to that culture, that uh, identifying with the local people. I think it's brilliant. I identify with the local people to this day. Uh, I think it's absolutely fantastic. Well, listen, when you come into a different co- uh, different country, you've got to blend in with the culture and all. You've got to, you've got to, you know, you've got to have open arms to the culture yeah. and and the people because we're all human beings. We've all got the same heart. We're not yeah. different. It's just that you've got to learn a little bit differently, and that, and, and that's the whole that's the whole point of travelling, getting that good knowledge. You know, I've travelled all over the world, and I, I and I'll probably still keep travelling. Yeah. You know, but uh, for me, yeah, it was all about going out, not wasting the time. Mm. Not lying in the bedroom, mm. you know, going out, seeing what's about the city. If it was in Chennai, going having a look at the beach, seeing what's in the city, you know, having a look at the local shops, having a look at the local mm. uh, food markets. And that's what it was all about. I remember we went to the Northeast. Yeah. And me and you and a couple of the lads, we went walking for two, three, four hours. Yeah. And we went up into the, the, the hills and, you know, we've seen these little villages and then, you yeah. know, little houses. Yes, and, yes. And, 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 and people living just so homely and, and yeah. just, you know, just living their lives and being happy. And yeah. I remember a, a young little boy and he's, and the hill must have been about a mile and a half to two miles long, the hill. Yeah. And I remember, I remember we was walking up and he was coming down. Mm. And then when we was coming, when we was coming down, he was coming up with two bells of water. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, and and the the, the mums and the, and the cleaner at the top, and that just tells you about being different and seeing different cultures and different lives, and it brings a it brings a little bit of uh, self uh, respect 
to your, 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 your own self that yeah. don't rest on your laurels because there's always somebody off who hasn't got as much as you. But, yeah. you know, they're enjoying it, you know, and that boy, you know, <clears> probably enjoyed going up and down in that outfit. Yeah. That's what I mean, Kieran. It was all about the culture for me. To this day, now I still browse about. Yeah, you know, yeah, I know best, yeah. time, times are a little bit difficult, but yeah. even now I still, have a, I still have a browse about going to the little antique shop, speak to people on the corner. Yeah. You know, obviously we've got our masks on and we've got social distancing and all, so that's very important at this point yeah. of time. Yeah, yeah. And, and when, when, let's like when you say about going into little villages, these are little mud hut villages, aren't they? It's, it's, it's not like, you can't think of it being like in Britain or in Ireland and it's different. It's little, little small little houses out in the countryside. And I remember that well, day nestled in the forest. Uh, yeah, well, it's like this. When you, come, when, 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 when you come from a big city, Manchester, Liverpool, London, wherever, and you go over to Ireland and you, you skip Dublin, you skip the big cities and you go in, into the little villages, the little thatched houses, aren't they? You know, <laughs> the, 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 they are, aren't they? They're completely different. Yeah. The small, yeah. the, little thatched, the little thatched houses. So, you know, we still have culture. And over in India, there's all different types of culture. You know, you go into the backwaters of Kerala. Yeah. You're, going, you're going to the northeast. There's all different cultures. Obviously, I'm in Bangalore at this present time and it's a built-up city. But yeah. if you go outside of Bangalore, you've still got these wonderful little villages about where everything's yeah. just so everything's just so simple. Yeah. And you get on with the life. And that's what I like, you see. And yeah. it, it keeps you grounded. It keeps yeah. you grounded. It keeps you humble. And I like that. I, I yeah. really enjoy that. Yeah. Why, why did you choose India? And, and like, why, why are you there now? Is it, is it you think of India as a, a long-term project? Or is it this is the next step on to somewhere else? Or... Like, what, what is it about India that you love so much? Well, I, I, I left New Zealand in 2009 and I first landed in India. I, I only come over for a week to look at a project in Goa. And then I went back to New Zealand and I come over 2010. And, uh, you know, I was at Saysagore as the chief, chief mentor. You know, and, and it wasn't easy. It was mm. tough old times, but you have to, you know, yeah. you, you have to find a way of getting over that wall. If you can't get over it, you have to get underneath it. If you can't get underneath it, you have to try and go around it. And it was <laughs> difficult because there was no one else. I was the only foreigner there, but the people was absolutely fantastic. Open arms. And, you know, you try to improve the philosophy. You try to improve the mentality. You try to improve the football philosophy, uh, uh, philosophy and all. And, and, you try and give them a little bit of your culture of what, where you've come from. Not to say you'd go in there and change it. And, yeah. I, and I enjoyed it. But uh, I always said I'd love to come back to India. And mm. obviously, the Kerala Blasters was talked to me 2014. And I, I never hesitated. I said, yeah, let me, let, me, let me go over. Let me do my bit. Let me work hard. And I'd heard about Kerala anyway. And I said, let me have a good go of it. And, you know, I'm doing a lot of TV work with Sony, uh, yeah. Sony Sports India. Yeah. And I've never looked back. I'd love to, I'd love to settle over there and live over there for the rest of my life. Yeah. It, it, it wouldn't really bother me. I've, I've met some amazing people, some amazing friends. So, yeah, if this, this project, what we're doing now at uh, South United FC in Bangalore, this is going to be a big project. And it's, it's, yeah. it's, not, it's not a, a short-term project. This is a long-term project. So, you know, yeah. I'm not thinking about moving anywhere else at the moment. Yeah, that's cool. I always remember during that season where you'd have the big games with Kerala Blasters first team and, you know, the, the bit of pressure to, to win games and the big stadiums and the good and the bad in that. And then every so often 
I'd pop down with yourself down to the training pitch with the little kids. And it was on it. I remember, I'll never forget, it was a 3G pitch. And it was so hot. The AstroTurf mm. was so, so hot yeah. because of the heat yeah. and the humidity. Yeah. But the kids were, they were brilliant, weren't they? They were just good. Like there was, must have been 50 or 60 mm. or 80 kids. And they were mad to get pictures taken with the Curla Blasters mm. and... But they were they were lovely. It was a great experience, I have to say. Really, really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what I was doing, I was, I was doing two jobs really. Yeah. Also, I was travelling. You know, yeah. I I I dealt with the training with the first team, and then as soon as I'd done the the, the training, would go back and have lunch, and then I'd be starting my sessions with the uh, uh, the grassroots programs with me, yeah. all the all the all the students coming in there, and I'd probably be on the field another four to five hours. You know, and I'd already <laughs> done a session in Mon. But that's a, for for me. Uh, it's about life. It's just about enjoying it. And, you know, if you enjoy something and you work hard, you do get the rewards, I, I believe. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I'm still here and uh, I, I love it. I still speak to people in Kerala. You know, I've been yeah. invited to numerous weddings down in Kerala, obviously with this uh, yeah. pandemic hanging about. <clears throat> we, we can't travel too much. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, for, for me, it was, it's, it, you've got a great attitude over there for the students. Do you want to play? Do you want to learn? Yeah. Uh, I just don't think coaches are given enough time, though. Yeah. You know, to cement their long-term uh, views and and yeah. and values of of what they what they really want to do. Yeah, yeah. And it, a big part of your job was actually taking those kids and introducing them to proper coaching, wasn't it? Because a lot of these kids, like they're, they're coming from tough backgrounds, uh, very poor areas. Some of them, yeah. not not all. And your job was trying to develop them, but also develop the coaches. And, and I really liked the, how some of the coaches were really open. They were asking me about S&C and warm-ups and fitness stuff and mm. long-term mm. athletic development. Mm. And it was, it was great to see. Yeah, I think that's, that, that, that's what you bring, isn't it? You know, mm. Listen, they had, some, they had some fantastic knowledge and all. I learned an awful lot down there and I'm still I, I, I do hope one day that uh, all the ISL teams have Indian coaches as head coaches yeah, that would yeah. make it for me and mm. all the teams are all Indian players and all yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's my job what I'm trying to do at the moment yeah. and that'll help the uh, Indian national side and all uh, to be bigger and better and go, and go further and hopefully get into a World Cup but we are, we are starting now with the U6. We have got a group of U16 boys over in India doing very well and them age groups are doing very well. Uh, but like you said, Karen, coaches was always open, mm. you know, uh, just for the finer details. I don't think if you, if you give them too much, it, you know, it, 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 it wouldn't probably sink in. So we did yeah. things nice and easy with them. We did it in blocks. We set a programme up for yeah. them, which was nice and easy. You know, the, the training blocks we, we set up for them was fantastic. And, I, and, and to tell you the truth, I never had no problem with the coaches. The work was done. It was, it was, exciting. It was exciting to work with. When I was in Carroll, like, like I said, they had maybe 25, 30 coaches. And yeah. I used to do travelling from uh, Calicut right down to Trivandrum. And yes. that's a 10-hour drive. There's no <laughs> flying. It's a 10-hour drive. You know, so I'd be up at one o'clock in the morning. I remember. I sleep all day on a Thursday. I'd be up at one o'clock in the morning and I'd do my travelling, but I enjoyed it. Listen, yeah. I'm not going to complain and moan. It's part and parcel of life and football. And I, I really enjoyed it. You see yeah. me enthusiasm now. 
I know, I know. Terry, I was still up in the bar, at the hotel bar at two or three in the morning. You were getting up for your flight to head off to Trivandrum or Calicut or somewhere like that. Well, I was, I, I was actually, <laughs> I was actually, I used to order a, a, a car at one o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they'd sort some breakfast out for me. I'd jump in the car and I'd go up to Calicut and it was probably, what's well, Calicut? About, oh, it's probably about four and a half, five hour drives. To yeah. Something like that, if, if I'm right. On, do, on dodgy, I, I, on dodgy roads, like not, not, not. Well, you know. well I mean, they were, they were, they, they, it wasn't the M25 or anything yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. or the M1. But yeah. it was, you know what, Kieran? It was, it was, it was enjoyable. Mm. It was enjoyable. It mm. was, it was part of the culture and seeing. And every now and again, I, I used to stop off when I was coming back. I've seen a group of boys. You know, they'd have Kerala blaster shirts on. Yeah. I used to drop off. I used to drop on the field and have a kick about them, and they'd be like. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Yeah, have a kick about it. So, yeah, so it made their day and all, and it, yeah. that little bit just might have inspired them a little bit yeah. more to go. Hang on a minute, you know, Thursday. Oh, let's yeah. show them what we can do. You never yeah, know. Now, that's what I used to do, and it yeah. was beautiful. And yeah. you know, I'm still in India now uh, yeah. with this great experience. Still doing it. The the, the last thing uh, before we move on from India that. I suppose that's the beauty of the marquee manager and marquee player. Like, remember when we were there and we were having dinner with Nicholas Anelka and Matarazzi was there, Maluda, Roberto Carlos. I suppose they do need it now at the moment just to inspire the young players and inspire the coaches. And then at some stage, move on from that and just hopefully, as you say, have the Indian coaches and, and the, the Indian marquee players. Yeah, sure, you sure do, but there's got to be a time now where you've got to have trust yeah. and all. You've got to you've got to have trust in on what you've got, and you know it's no use just developing all these all the Indian coaches to the top level if they can't get top jobs. It's, it's, yeah. it's a waste of time because then they lose their uh, enthusiasm and motivation. Yeah, you know we we we, we want to keep them motivated. We want to keep you know the enthusiasm going, and that's what the All Indian Football Federation are doing at this present time. They're working ever so hard, you know. To, to motivate and get the coaches to go, don't forget, India's a fast place. It's a, it's yeah. a big place. You know, and you, you know we, we're trying to get round and coach yeah. everybody, you know. So, so for me, it, it, there will be a time. And, you know, I'll wave my hand and say, and I'll clap my, my hands and I'll go, thank you very much. Let, let's bring yeah. it on now. And yeah. I'm sure it will happen soon. Yes, like you said, you do need uh, big name uh, coaches in. But, a lot of coaches have come in and they haven't really had the chance to develop. You know, yeah. they've only had a, a three or four months. You can't build a team in three or four no. months, five months. No. So it's, 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 it, when, it was, when the league was very short, it was all about luck and all. It yeah. was about luck, you know, and if you felt short, you felt short. So yeah. for, for me, there have been some quality players over there. They mm. come and go like everywhere else, you know, yeah, United yeah, States yeah. of America. And I think it does really... Uh, build the game up and all, and yeah. it builds this supporters up and the expectations and the grassroots level and the coaches want to see Raises these it. superstars yeah. what what they've seen on TV. So I'm sure they'll still keep going, but maybe in time we start introducing that uh, lovely uh, philosophy of the Indian coach coming in and maybe taking an ISL team. You yeah. know, hopefully that happens further down the line. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, something I mean, that I, people. Yeah, go on, Terry. I mean, I, I, I work with my coaches all the time. I've got a Spanish coach and all my other coaches are Indian coaches and they're absolutely fantastic. They yeah. want to gain that knowledge. They want to learn, you know. We, we all started somewhere. 
Yeah. Um, but we've got to learn and we've got to grow and we've got to mature with each other. And that's what we're trying to do at the moment. Yeah. Something that people don't quite realize is how big India is. It's only, I think, when you're there, you realize that it's like a continent on its own. It's not like a country. And all the different states, like Kerala is so different than than Delhi. It's like a different continent in some ways. And, and mm. as you say, the cultures between up in the far northeast versus you know, around Chennai region or Goa region. And it's mm, completely mm. different, completely different. And the, the thing that I liked was that, let's say Roberto Carlos comes in for four months and he does his thing and it's great, but you've invested into the country. And like, I remember us having loads of discussions about putting in a proper philosophy. And that's what you did, a proper philosophy yeah. and yeah. coaching and training yeah. And yeah. kids and blocks of development. Yeah. And, and yeah. it was like, I mean, as good as any academy program that you'd see in, in, in the UK, for instance. Yeah, and, that, and this, is, this, is, this is why they bring you in. You know, you're not coming in on a holiday. You're not yeah. coming in, uh, you know, just to lie on the beaches. I don't think I, I, don't, I, don't think I lied on a beach uh, in, in, in the four years, to tell you the truth. But it was, it was about coming in and, and, and going, okay, then where are we going to start? But not doing it too quickly, Kieran. Mm. Where are we going to start? What, are the co- what, what, what coaches am I working with? Getting knowledge of them. What are they looking to find out? What are they looking to learn? And then the players, you know, uh, what type of players have I got? What's the mentality of the players? And, and we built it up slowly. And, and I put a lovely, uh, lovely programme together down in Carolina. And it was yeah. absolutely fantastic. But I was only there for a year. Yeah. You know, and then, and, and then, and then I changed it into another... Uh, role within yeah. the Carola Blasters, then it changed into another role. So but yeah. I've kept the same philosophy going. Mm. And I'll keep the same philosophy here in Bangalore and all. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's my philosophy. Listen, it can be adapted. Of course yeah. it can. But yeah. you've got to have it in, you've got to have it done and dusted and it's got to be cemented. Especially for the coaches, because the coaches need to know where they're going and what they're doing. You know, yeah. it's no use doing 15,000 different drills in a week because the children and the, the students won't learn that way. Yeah. You do it in blocks, six-week blocks, yeah. you know, uh, and then weekly blocks, six-week blocks. And that's an easy way. It's an easy format to be able to do it for the coaches and for the students and all, and for the coaches to be able to pick up. So, yeah, yeah and I'll, I'll probably still do the same here and all. Yeah, it's, a right, it's the right way of planning, isn't it? For, for any young coach out there who's looking to develop within their team, splitting the season up into six weeks blocks gives a nice kind of easy way to plan through the season and develop from attacking and a defensive, whatever way you're, you split up your blocks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, 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 you know, it, it's simple. I mean, if we had, uh, if we had defending blocks, we'd do defending blocks for six weeks. And then, and then during the week, if it was uh, dribbling, then we'd have dribbling for that one week. It's no use doing dribbling, tackling, shooting, heading, yeah. All, all mixed up together because you lose it in, in one session yeah. and doing that because the, the children don't learn. And yeah. then what you, you obviously what we want to do then is at the end of the week in the, when you come into the games is bringing what we've learned in the training yeah. and what block we're on is bring it into the training. So if we're looking at playing out from the back, yeah. okay, if that's one of the blocks, well, we want that actually in the game, you playing out from it. the back. Yeah. Because that's our, that's our philosophy on, on, on the training blocks. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, cool. So, Terry, you, you started off as a U player in Leeds, 
Um, mm. I know you've leech, t- leech, leech. <laughs> you've told me plenty of stories down through the years of of the path. Was a really like it's really interesting path where you were with Leeds and then went like went down the divisions a little bit to Swansea and then back up with Wimbledon. Like mm. Le- Leeds was your original kind of team. Well, listen, I had I probably had. Uh, more teams knocking on my mother's house uh, <laughs> than there probably was in in, in the premier in the premiership. <laughs> uh, as a as a young twelve year old, I had teams like Everton, uh, Everton, Manchester United, Manchester City, obviously Leeds, Oldham. Yeah. I mean Coventry, Birmingham, you yeah. name it. I had I had I, you know I, I, Tottenham Hotspurs, Arsenal. Yeah. You know and. What for me it was about. I'm living in Manchester. Manchester City offered me a free, a four-year contract at 12 years of age. Right. You know, yeah. you know, four-year contract at 12 years of age. Uh, Manchester United four-year contract at 12 years of age. So I must have had a, a little bit of talent from, and, and yeah. they must have seen something in me. But my biggest, biggest fear was Manchester United, Manchester City, big clubs. Obviously, you know, in in Manchester and your Liverpool's and your Everton's, big clubs. Playing in the top division at that time, would I really, would I really get a game? You're only 12, 13 years of age. Yeah, yeah. You know, to tell you the truth. So when Leeds come in, I remember Alan Clark coming up to the house, and he and he, and he was talking to me. Mum, my mum's like this chap, six foot two or six foot three. My my mum's only my size, and she's looking yeah. up. She she didn't she didn't have a clue who he was. All he did. I think my mum had more boxes of chocolates and more flowers brought to the house in six months than Marks and Spencer's had, to tell you the truth. But it was brilliant. And listen, the reason I went to Leeds was uh, aging side, in the second division, massive club. And I remember going up for a trial and he said, look, Terry, come up for a trial. I went up for a few trials and I remember playing on Ellen Road. Probably, I was probably 13, 14 years of age. Uh, about 13 years of age, was it, I believe, just turned 13. So we went up for the trial and I, I remember picking a ball up on the left-hand side, cutting inside and having a shot 30 yards. It went in the top corner. I think that cemented me staying at least. And, uh, and I think it reminded that Alan Clark, Eddie Gray was watching, Frank Gray. They had all these top world-class players of the day watching in the stands. And they yeah. seen this little, little skinny lad getting the ball and smashing it. And I, and I never looked back from then. I never yeah. looked back from that day. So I had a little belief in my own ability. Yeah. I didn't get no coaching. I coached myself on the streets. Yeah. If yeah. we played at school, it was the school teachers. Yeah. We didn't get no proper coaching. You know what it was, Karen? It was the hunger, desire, commitment, focus, and having a, a good attitude of mind. Yeah, yeah. I used to tell my brothers after being in India that we used to be doing fitness runs with some of the players, some of the rehab players I used to be doing on the sideline. Mm. Uh, remember, remember Peter Carvalho from Goa yeah. and, and doing yeah. some runs with him. And then you'd step in <laughs> with us and then we'd put both of us to shame. We said, Peter, we tried to keep up with you <laughs> here well, up and down the field. So you had that nat- natural kind of athleticism. I think it was, uh, yeah, natural athleticism, but you have to have the desire and also want mm. to go and do it. Yeah. You know, you have to, you know, you have to go in and, and, and the reason I jumped in and, and then particular ones is just to give the boys that motivation. Yeah. You know, well, look who's running beside us. If he can do it, yeah. we can do it. And yeah. that's what brought me from, obviously, at Leeds United, I played, I played in the reserve team. I think it was, I think it was just turning 15 when I played, I played about 30, 30 minutes in reserve team 
against uh, Wolves down in Molyneux. And big George Berry was playing centre-back. Mm. And I'm, I'm, playing, I'm playing left wing and I'm running up and down. I think Terry a bit played in that, that game. There was a few of them played and big George Berry turned around and said to me, hey, wee man, will you stop running up and down that wing because you're <laughs> killing us older guys there. But it was brilliant. And I remember Eddie Gray, was it, I think it was Eddie Gray, yeah. I remember Eddie Gray turned around and said, wee man, are you ready to go on? Yeah. Go on, go and show them what you made of. Yeah, and it was yeah, absolutely yeah. brilliant. So coming through the Leeds ranks was, was a wonderful time. Playing in the first team was a wonderful time. Making me debut. But don't yeah. forget, I was starting my me, me, uh, career into the Irish youth teams and all. Yeah. My pathway into the Irish youth team. So we had some fantastic players playing for Leeds who was yeah. uh, Irishmen and all. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, it was great. Unfortunately, a new manager comes in, Karen, as we all know. Yeah. I remember Billy Brennan coming in, God yeah. rest his soul, and he says, listen, you're too small. Yeah. I said, but yeah. Gaffer, you played in the Great Leeds side, <laughs> you played in midfield, and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bigger than you. Yeah. You know, he said, oh, you're too small for him to be a yeah. defender. I said, well, put me on the wing then. Yeah. Put me yeah. on the wing, and obviously that didn't work out, and uh, mm. I decided then, I went home, I didn't even tell my mum that I'd been released. She said, how come you're home? How come you're home uh, so long? I said, I'm just on an extended holiday because I was embarrassed. Yeah. I was embarrassed. Yeah. You know, I, I thought I'd let everybody down. Yeah. And I never done nothing. And, you know, going back home and going into my bedroom again and thinking, wow, is that it? Is it over for me? Mm. You know, and, and, and uh, I pulled along for six weeks and I get a phone call off a few clubs. And another, so I had Alan Clark, Eddie Gray, Billy Bremner, all ex-Leeds uh, United players, who was my managers. Yeah. And then I had a phone call from uh, Terry Yorath. And he went, look, this is Terry Yorath here. Uh, would you like to come down to... Uh... I didn't have an agent that time. Yeah. There was no agent. No, it was no. through a friend. Would you like to come down to Swansea? It's a lovely part of the world, Swansea. It's sunny. The weather's great. It's got beautiful beaches on the bumbles. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, it must be the Mediterranean then. Thinking, I'm, I never... Uh, I never, I never heard of Swansea before in my life. No, no disrespect, no disrespect to any of the, the Welsh guys because beautiful people down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, I looked on the map and I thought, oh yeah, it's got beaches and that. Oh, fantastic! I led down there. <laughs> I had no hesitation. It was him, Tommy Hutchinson. Tommy Hutchinson was the old uh, Manchester City winger. Uh, Tommy Hutchinson, Scottish, Scottish lad, absolutely fantastic player. And I went down and I signed a year, and it was the best time of my life. Yeah. I, 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 it, was, it, was, it was just a breath of fresh air. I played 40, 42 games that season. I missed one game through suspension. Plus cup games in that. And it was absolutely brilliant. I yeah. signed two-year contracts. I finished the year. Then they gave me another two years. And I thought, this is brilliant. This is just what I need. I'm away from everything. I'm playing some fantastic football. Yeah. You know, I'm enjoying life. The, the crowd are absolutely brilliant. I'm getting them on the the balls of the feet and off yeah. the seats. And yeah. I come back for pre-season, Kieran, and Terry off says, listen, I've got some bad news for you. He says, what? He says, well, we've just, you've just signed a, a two-year contract six weeks ago. I said, yeah. I said, are you taking it off me? He went, oh, no, 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 son. He said, but we've got some news for you. I said, what, what, what's the news? He went, you're going, you're going playing for Wimbledon. I said, oh. <laughs> I said, Wimbledon? <laughs> I said, but Terry, I don't play, I don't play tennis. Yeah. He said, no, they've got a football. He said, no, they've got a football team. Bobby Gould's there. I said, please. I said, I'm, I'm happy here. He says, no, this will be good for you. 
yeah. they've come in with ninety thousand, a hundred thousand uh, pound yeah. fee. They got me for nothing, and and it it was it was just at the right time because they needed to the help Swansea and all. Yeah, and I said, yeah, no problem. And yeah. to be fair to Terry, he looked after me and all financially. Yeah, he really yeah. looked after me. So if yeah. he ever watches this uh, this video, yeah. please, Terry, thank you very much for everything you did for me. And uh, you, it was him who really uh, set set me on my pathway. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So you ended up with the crazy gang, <laughs> yeah. and in in in, a, yeah. in a, an FA Cup final in 1988, famous mm. one, famous FA Cup yeah. final. Yeah, I mean, listen, coming from uh, a, a, a little town like Swansea uh, on the Mumbles there, and then yeah. you know heading up to the smoke in, in, into London, southwest London. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm out with debt there. I'm out with debt there. And I remember, I remember, I remember staying in a little, uh, a little bed and breakfast, bed and breakfast, not these five star hotels. It was bed yeah. and breakfast. Staying in a bed and breakfast, and they said, look, come to the ground the next day. So I went to the ground, and I'm going, where's this? Where's, where, where's the ground? Like, you know, <laughs> you know, Swansea had a decent ground. Leeds, mm. you know, Ellen Rose, like you, you, you probably you've been there yeah. enough times. Yeah. Looking, where's this ground? And I was asking people, you know where Plough Lane is? He said, yeah, Plough Lane. Said, I said, where's the football ground? He said, there. I said, where? He said, there. What? I said, no disrespect to any of the Wimbledon players or any of the Wimbledon supporters. But for me, it was totally new, you know. Uh, yeah. So I walked around and I'm like, where's the offices? Well, it was porter cabins. Jeez, yeah. And I'm sat, I'm sat in the porter cabin for about three hours. Mm. And he said, oh, they'll be out. I think it was only testing me care and then testing me res resolve and uh, me nerve and what I was like. And then Bobby yeah. Duke after about three hours. Oh, welcome, Terry. He said, how long have you been here? I said, three hours. He went, oh, welcome to the crazy gang then. I said, oh, we're crazy. Fuck. <laughs> so crazy. anyway, I got on with it. I got on with it. The first six months, the first six months was very difficult because I didn't know whether mm -hmm. I was coming or going. You know, uh, the fun, what the lads was happening uh, and doing in the changing rooms, you know. You know, you go to your trades if you wore any... Thing which was expensive that was cut up because they, they wanted to keep you they wanted to keep you grounded yeah you know if you were anything nice that was cut up because they wanted to keep you grounded so i used to just go in a tracksuit yeah i used to go in a track i never used to wear anything flash i was going to not so nothing ever ever got cut up of mine yeah. so it was all right <laughs> yeah because yeah the other thing was i played for Leeds united and i remember vinnie jones coming up to me and going uh all right tell and vinnie was a great lad I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine even. I know you're struggling a little bit, but you'll get there. You, you, you will get there. You, you'll get to know us well. You'll get to know the family and the family will get you in. Yeah. I said, right. And he went, well, where have you come from? I said, I was at, Le I was at uh, Swansea and I was at Leeds United. He went, what? Leeds United? You play for Leeds United? <laughs> I said, yeah, I play for Leeds United. He went, never. I went, oh, yeah, I did. I played 20-odd games for Leeds United. Absolutely mm. fantastic. He went, really? I went, yeah, really. And he went, well, have you got a nickname like? And I'm like, nickname, what's my nickname? Nickname. I'm like, nickname. I think, yeah, Philo. So I'm like, Philo. He went, right, yeah, yeah. Your, nickname, your nickname's Philo. He put his arm around me, and then I knew that mm. I was arriving in the family. I really yeah. knew I was arriving in the family. And that's, yeah. that's, that's when I started to change. And I remember playing a game against Newcastle because I was struggling a little bit, uh, yeah. Karen, because they, they played a different style. Yeah. I could play. But he played a different style. He wanted yeah. the ball faded in there, and yeah. faded in there. Whereas I was used to getting it, passing it, carrying it, playing yeah. from the back, carrying it, running with yeah. it, you know, building up from the back, playing through midfield. Not, yeah. not nothing new from what we don't do today. I know. Nothing it's, new it's, that 
the modern we game, isn't about, it? We talk about that modern fullback. I yeah. was doing it 30-odd years ago. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what people are on about. I wish they'd get rid of that. Uh, the modern fullback can't defend. That's the only problem. Yeah. Uh, so, and I remember playing against Newcastle, and I thought, right, I'm just taking the shackles off. I'm taking them reins off, and I'm going for it. And I went for it, and I went to the change room, and the lads, they just all crowded around me and just started throwing me up in the air and said, welcome to the family. Yeah, and I never, yeah. I, never, I, I never looked back from then. I yeah. never, ever looked yeah. back from then. Yeah. Uh, powerful, it, was, it was a powerful team, a powerful unit uh, in the mind and in the body and all. Yeah. And I think that's what galvanised me uh, to where I am Later to this day on. now. Yeah, because yeah. I was going to ask you about that because I, I did put it out on Twitter last night uh, to people and I said, <laughs> anybody have any questions for Terry? I'm going to be chatting to him tomorrow and everything. And a good friend of mine, Derek O'Reilly, asked about that of... It must have been difficult, especially at the beginning, like because they were such a tight unit and they were a bit crazy and they did crazy stuff. It must have been difficult for people entering into that fresh and new. And like, were there people who maybe fell by the wayside that some people maybe weren't strong enough or mentally strong Oof. enough? Oh, I, I listen. I seen a few players cry. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the batches of fires when you first sign. You, you, you had, they had a ritual, and you never knew what the ritual was. I mean, it could be anything, and yeah. if, you did, if you didn't do it. Obviously, me being me, I, I got away with it somehow. <laughs> I, was, I, I don't know how I got away with it. Must have been, there must have been, I must have had a halo on me, or yeah, something yeah. must have been around me, or a spirit must have been around me to say, listen, leave this, leave this lad alone. You know, yeah. he's, he's a good lad, so... Uh, and I was a quiet lad. I was a very humble lad. And I think that's mm. what they liked. I didn't come in there giving it big time Charlie because I played for Leeds and Swansea. Yeah. Yeah. I was very humble. I didn't say a lot. I just got on with my training. Mm. And that's what they liked. Yeah. But I've seen some players come in and poof, melt. I've yeah. seen some players melt, you know. Yeah. And I'm on about when the old rear guard was there. Vinnie Jones, John mm. Fassie, Dennis Wise, Dave Besson, Brian Gale, Andy Fawn, uh, Alan Clark, Alan Clark, little Terry Gibson come in. Eric Young was there, you know, John, Johnny Gannon, Andy Sayer. I'm on about Wally Downs, the real crazy gang, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah. The real crazy gang. So, <clears throat> I, I, like I said, that game, I never looked back. And, uh, yeah. you know, what we did and how we played against teams, it was like, it was like we were solid. We, yeah. we, 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 we could never be beaten. We had no fear. You know, yeah. we, could, we could climb mountains and jump off mountains. Yeah. And every game, Karen, every game, you put your life on the line. Yeah. For it. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, 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 put every, you put every ounce of energy into it. No one liked us. We didn't care. Yeah, yeah. Which, and I mean, a famous win to win the FA Cup then in 88 against, against Liverpool, wasn't it? 1-0. Yes, yes. Against Liverpool, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, it, it'd be hard to imagine a team like Wimbledon or, or you know, MK Dons or whatever you want to say nowadays to go on and win an FA Cup. It's like the top four teams have kind of sewn up all those competitions, haven't they? If it's not Arsenal, it's United, mm. if it's, not, it's mm. Chelsea, it's Man City. Mm. Yeah, so it must yeah. have been a massive thing at that time. Well, people said we were underdogs. And, you know, we sat, in the, we sat in the dressing room and said, we're not underdogs. You know, we finished seventh, sixth or seventh in the, uh, yeah. in the old league then, you know. Uh, yeah. So, we, we, you know, we, we'd had a taste of victory and we, we, we'd lost games, we won games. But it was about, you know, it wasn't how we won the games. 
It was just about winning the games. Yeah. That's what counted for us. Uh, and when we, played, when we played in 1988 against Liverpool, champions of England, you know, if they would have been in Europe, they would have conquered Europe for yeah. years and years and years and years. What a yeah. fantastic team. And we come up against them. And I remember uh, Bobby Gould and uh, uh, Donal, God bless his uh, soul, he turned around and says, uh, lads, well, we'll have a meeting, but we want you to go out and relax. Be in for 12 o'clock. You can go anywhere you want, but please be in for 12 o'clock. Go out, have a couple of uh, wines or a couple of shandies or a couple of Guinnesses, but make sure you're in for 12 o'clock. Yeah. But you'd all stick together. There's no dribs and drabs. So we, we went into Wimbledon and, you know, played pool, played darts, you know, had a couple of wines just to ease our, ourselves into it. Got back to the hotel, got up in the morning. It's game day. And don't forget, I'd watched this when I was a young boy. I was only 21 years of age. You know, when I was seven, eight, nine, ten, that was my dream, to yeah. play on the old Wembley. Yeah, and yeah. I get goose pimples now, Karen. And the old Wembley was a fantastic place. Yeah. Fantastic place. Great yeah. nostalgia. Hundred thousand people there, and we're building up for the game. And I remember Eric Young saying to me, "What score do you think it'll be today, uh, Philo?" And I went, "I don't know." He went, well, what, 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 "What do you think about five nil to them?" And I burst out laughing. I said, "Maybe it is, Eric. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to go there. We're going to enjoy, enjoy every second, every yeah. minute." Every hour. That's what we're going to do. We're going to really enjoy it and have some good fun. He went, yes, uh, Philo, that's the character we want. Yeah. You know? So there was no fear. Yeah, yeah. Got into, that, got into that tunnel and, you know, I'm looking around and I'm seeing Vinny. Vinny's going at it. Uh, John Fashu's going at it. Little Wise is going at it. Corky's going at it. You know? And people said we won the, they won the game in the, in, in the tunnel. I don't believe that. I believe we won the game with Vinnie Jones' tackle on Steve McMahon at that time. Mm. You know, uh, they didn't have a lot of chances. You know, yeah. we, we, had, we had one chance and it went in the back of the net. Like mm. I said, it, you know, it's not how you win the game. It's just yeah. about winning the game. Yeah. And we was, great at, we was great at set plays. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you know, I get the free kick down in the bottom corner, left-hand corner. Why is he with that beautiful right foot of ease? Bang. Sanchez glides it in the back of the net. Grobler's got no chance. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Dave Besson saves a penalty. But for me, it was just, it was just that emotion of meeting Princess Di and actually being on Wembley at 21 years of age yeah. and saying yeah. to myself, wow, I watched the 1976 FA Cup, 77, 78, yeah. 79, 80, all the FA Cups. I'd never missed an FA Cup. Yeah. And this day, I'm actually playing on it. I don't know if players take it for granted now. Mm. Well, I suppose I don't people, know if they, I don't know if they are, take it for granted. Yeah, I suppose players are living in a slightly different world, aren't they? They're kind of boxed away from normal life a little bit more, whereas back then you were still just a normal fella, you know, who could play football and dreaming mm. about playing at Wembley. Like for players yeah. now, I, I don't know, does it matter as much to play at Wembley and stuff like that? I mean, the new Wembley is different anyway than the old mm. Wembley, which had such history. I, 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 think, I think if the old Wembley was there, I, I, a lot more players would have a, a, a little bit more about it, to tell you yeah. the truth. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. but listen, listen, times change. Yeah. You have to go with mm. it. I'm not saying go with the flow, because fish go with the flow. Be a salmon <laughs> and go against the flow. Yeah, you yeah. know? Uh, so... so you know, at the end of the day, you know, like I said, times change and, 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 and new things come in. But uh, for me, it was just playing, playing on that Wembley turf yeah. in between the Twin Towers, absolutely brilliant. 
yeah, yeah, definitely. Was it a big thing then to go back? Like, did you see going to Man City as a step up or a step sideways? And what was it like going back to Manchester? Well, to tell you the truth, I mean, I'd done my rounds leads, uh, big club leads, uh, obviously Swansea in the fourth division and then coming to uh, Wimbledon. I'd been at Wimbledon five years, you know. I think I'd, I'd, I'd worked hard. I'd given them back every ounce of the money what the, you know, the, uh, they paid Swansea for me. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed it. But it was time to leave. You, you know when it's time to leave. Yeah, you yeah. know when you, you start yeah. getting a little bit rusty. Yeah. You know, your motivation goes just that, yeah, a little bit stale. And it's, you know, yeah. you're thinking, well, I think it's time now. And Barcelona come in, Ajax come in, uh, <laughs> Everton come in, Celtic come in, Tottenham Hotspurs come in, Bolton come in. But Wimbledon wanted two and a half million pounds. Yeah. Uh, Sam Haman wanted two and a half million pounds. And for me, I had countless meetings where I said, Sam, it's too much, please. Yeah. You know, I had a meeting with Manchester United, Brian Robson. He says, tell, we've got a million and a half on the table. Get back down to London. Tell them we'll give you a million and a half now. Saying, yeah. look, there's a million, a million and a half there. And Sam's like, no, we want two and a half million. I said, Sam, you, you, you're going to... Uh, what what am I going to do? You yeah. know, and I was a bit panicked uh, and that. And then uh, I spoke to a, talking about Terry Venables at uh, Spurs. We had a meeting with him. And he said, look, tell we've got one and a half million there. It's on the table. And uh, I think uh, Liam Brady had two and a half million. Or two and a half million. Oh, no, he had one and a half million. Sorry, I'm, I'm lying there, Kieran. He had one and a half million. He said, why don't you come up to Celtic? We've got one. And a lot of the clubs only could go to one and a half million. Yeah. And to be fair, Peter Reid was building a new team. He just got the job. He was a player manager. He, he, he wanted to build a new team. He had a blueprint of what he was doing. We met him. He said, look, we're going to give two and a half million uh, for, you, for you tell. I know what you can do. I've seen you since you've broken in, 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 into the Leeds team. We're very excited to have you here. And I went, right then, this is a big, this is Manchester City is a big club. Yeah. You know, I'm going back to Manchester. Yeah, I would have preferred to have stayed in London or maybe go to Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, they, put a, they put a million and a half bid in, but uh, Johan Cruyff wasn't going wasn't, wasn't to be out that, pay that type of money, which that would be fair that, enough. That, that would have been an interesting one, Terry, over in Barcelona. Well, well, I would have been speaking Spanish now, wouldn't I? That's, <laughs> that's the main thing. But no, I would, I, listen, I would, have, I would have loved that. I would have gone into the culture, adapted yeah. like you adapt. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it at Manchester City and, you know, Peter sat us down with Peter Swells and said, look, this is what we want. These are the players, what we want. And this yeah. is where we're going. I'm like, yeah, sign on the dotted line there. And then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Did, 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 I'm just, I'm interested as well about, because you were with Chelsea as well and Everton. Like, is yeah. there any, any club that, I don't know, you particularly jumps out at you that you enjoyed the most, that the atmosphere around the, the club or the people... What, what do you reckon? Listen, uh, every club had its, uh, its different atmospheres and different people. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed every club. It yeah. was football for me. And yeah. I, I, can't really, I can't really pick a club what I enjoyed more than any other because it was all different parts of my life. Like, yeah. you know, Leeds United, that's where I started. It's still in my heart, Leeds. Swansea, yeah. that gave me the bigger push from Terry Yorath. They'll always be there. So yeah. they was all they, they, they've all got a little piece of me art to tell you the truth. Yeah. I think Wim, I think Wimbledon because 
it was unique, uh, you know, being there five years, winning a trophy there. So yeah. I say Wimbledon because of the, the way it was and how it was run. And, you know, Stanley Reid used to come in and he used to sing, the, the chairman. The yeah. owner, Sam Haman, used to sing in there, you know, and yeah. after we won a game, even when we lost a game, he'd yeah. still come in and sing. So, yeah. you know, and Bobby Gould would be, well, Bob would dance about every now and again. Don Howe was brilliant. But then we've seen a change of managers and change of managers. And when I went to Man City, I thought, right, this is it now. Can I stay here for the rest of my life? I just want yeah. to stay here. I don't want to do no moving about. Yeah. I'm settled now. Peter Reid gets fired after the first year I'm there. Mm. And then it starts. The old rigmarole starts. Uh, ongoings upstairs. Uh, is the chairman staying? Is he not staying? Is somebody else trying to take over? And you know what it does. It rocks, yeah. it rocks the ship, doesn't it? Yeah, and, you know, and and players start going down with the oars, don't they? They, they stop rowing a little bit because yeah. you don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, and you know, you know, you're paddling and you're paddling, and you're paddling, and you're trying to throw the water out of the boat, but the, the, <laughs> but the, the water yeah. keeps coming back. The water keeps coming yeah. back in. So uh, yeah, Peter Reid went. That that was sad. That was that was sad for me when he went. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting because a lot of people, they, they see the footballer and they think, okay, you go from club to club and just assimilate into each different club and everything. But they, they forget that kind of human story behind it, whereby it's like you said, you were very settled in Swansea and enjoyed the kind of quieter life and you were enjoying the yeah. football. And especially yeah. back then, because the players, the players didn't have much power in, or say... No. In where they were going, it's a little bit different now, mm. isn't it? But mm. you, you yeah. people forget about the change then for a young player like yourself going from small Swansea up to the big small up to London, mm. and all of a sudden mm. you're in Manchester, you're in Liverpool, mm. you're back to London. Mm. Mm. Well, listen, you're moving all the time as a football player. It's the hardest mm. thing on your families, you know. Yeah. It's, it's stress psychologically. It uh, it, it can. You know, hurt you. You're always leaving your families. It, it, you know, you become a bit part family. You know, your your wife and children might be there. You might be somewhere else. You're trying to get up to see them. They're coming down. Yeah. And you know, it, 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 it is tough. That's why I always wanted to stay at a place where it was long term. Yeah. You know, but when managers keep changing, yeah, they have their own philosophies. Back in them days, they had their own philosophies. I think players now. You sign a five year contract. You're likely to be at that club for five years. Mm. You know, mm. maybe 10 years. You know, yeah. we know David Silva's just left Manchester City after uh, 10 years. What, yeah. what a wonderful career. That's what I had in my dreams. In my dreams, I wanted to stay at Leeds United for all my life. Yeah. And that was it. For the yeah. rest of my life, just play at Leeds United. No bother. Let me just play, play, play. Yeah. But it, it, it didn't materialise. And, yeah. you know, I didn't like going from club to club to club to club. But if managers, you know, needed the money, mm. if the club needed the money, then the most the most expensive asset was going to be sold. Yeah. And and for me, it was always going to a club and having a challenge and saying, all right, then I'll challenge myself then. It wasn't mm. about the money, Karen. Yeah. The money helps. It puts food on the table. Yeah. But it was about challenging myself yeah. with the crowds. Can I win the crowd over? Can I win that crowd over? That volatile crowd, can I win it over? And I certainly did at every club I went to. Yeah, just definitely. because the, the, the style I played and the belief yeah. I had in myself. Yeah, it's interesting because it, it reminds you that players, uh, and especially back then, are definitely, you're, you're a commodity and an asset to the club. And the way the owners will think of is that that player is worth X amount of money. And sometimes the new manager comes in, 
he doesn't fancy a player. He wants to play in a slightly different style of football. And all of a sudden, then the player gets moved on in order to fund maybe more players coming in. So it's a constant cycle like that. It's a merry-go-round. Yeah. It's a constant merry-go-round. One minute you're off, one minute you're off. One minute you're on, one minute you're off. One minute you're on, one minute you're off. It's like a yo-yo. And like I said, it's not great for families. I don't care how much you get paid. Yeah. It's not great for families, but you know nowadays it, it's it's a little bit easier uh, yeah. for, for players now and and, and for families because the the contracts they get a five year they usually stay in there for five years or three years they usually they're usually there you know you won't see them going to multiple clubs and multiple clubs yeah uh, because the clubs I wanted to they always needed the money yeah. you know I, I went from Leeds United on a free transfer yeah uh, Swansea needed the money Wimbledon was getting a lot of money Man City yeah. needed the money. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should never left Chelsea. It was great down at Chelsea, mm. but uh, I was travelling up and down to the north, and I thought, well, Everton come in closer to the family. People said, why didn't the family move down? But when your children are settled in school, yeah, and and, and stuff like that, it's very difficult. Then you've got the friends and the families there. Yeah, I yeah. can't be. I, I couldn't be ripping them back down to uh, London again. Yeah. You know, after only spending three years up there and then coming back, I'd already spent five years in, in London. So, listen, that's life, and that's the yeah. way you, that's the way you think. You know, you can't yeah. have everything in life. You know, yeah. we did yeah. get paid, yeah. and we, we enjoyed it at the end of the day. Yeah. Who just before finishing on the clubs, who who was with Chelsea at that stage? Then who was the manager? Who was there? And, and well, it was it was Glenard. Glenard was there. Rude yeah. Hollett was there. Gianfranco Souls there. Mark Hughes was there. Di Matteo was there. Roberto Di Matteo won the Champions League with Chelsea. Was there. Dennis Wise was there. Yeah. Uh, Viali was there. Yeah. Frank LaBeouf was there. Dan Petrescu was there. Johnny Spencer was there. Yeah. Uh, uh, Eddie Quite. Newton was Eddie Newton was yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Sinclair was there. I was there. <laughs> I mean, what 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 a, what a, what a, what a fantastic. What a fantastic... And the lads was absolutely brilliant at Chelsea. Yeah. So fantastic, it was untrue. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, injuries, travelling again. Injuries yeah. uh, plagued me in the later starts, later stages of my career. Just little niggles, which I couldn't get rid of. Nothing major. Yeah. Uh, and then I decided to move up to Everton. And I got an injury round about just the start of... Uh, uh, well, I, I went there, I think I went to 90... I think it was that 97 I went to... 97, uh, yeah. 97, 97 to I went, yeah. Yeah, to, to Everton. And I picked up a little cartilage. And I was playing some fantastic football for a mm. year. And I picked up a little cartilage injury in it. I, come, I kept coming back too early. And it kept returning, yeah. returning, returning. Then I was getting over all sorts. And I'm going to tell you something now. I'm going to tell everybody out there. I don't think the medical... The medical uh, or the sports science was there then. Not like yeah. the lads have got now. Yeah, I probably yeah. would have been back on that, you know. I probably would have been back on the field within probably two weeks. I know. Uh, I, I remember when I went to America, I torn a little bit of the other, the, other, the same cartilage. I was back on the field within three weeks, but yeah, yeah I spent eighteen months out, out injured with the same injury. Yeah. I, 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 you know, and I, I really do think the sports science of today is absolutely fantastic. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, it helps helps a lot in the medical team. I, I it was interesting because I was looking through the bio last night, Tar, and I saw in it was nineteen ninety two, and you won the FAI Young Player of the Year. And yes, I mean I was thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it was it was a brilliant period, and actually, the, it was so. Did, did you? Did, 
tell us about the youth team coming through. So did you play, like, how did you end up playing with Ireland and, um, you know, a little bit about your family and stuff like that. And then obviously you graduated on into the, to the, the, the senior squad. Yeah. I mean, obviously my mother's from Sligo, uh, mm. to Bukuri, you know, little, little, uh, a little town out there in just down the edge of Sligo, you know, yeah. beautiful little part of the world, you know? Yeah. So that's where I spent most of my time when I was younger. Uh, Absolutely fantastic, you know, going on holidays. And obviously, you know, my mother moved over to England for job reasons. And we, we, we grew up in, in Salford. And we yeah. used to travel over every holiday. We'd travel back over to Ireland. So we had big families over there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and it, it was great, you know. And I, yeah. I always say, I always say, I talk different. But my blood, my blood runs green. <laughs> and you can't, and you can't take that away from me anymore. So I'm, I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah, they can talk about my voice and say, "Oh, he's got an English voice." But when I turn around and say to people in Ireland, "But my blood's green," I know what 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 what, what can they say? Exactly, they can't say a lot, can they? Exactly. So I'm, at the end of the day, I, I was going to say, I, Terry, I've got I've got a, I've I've got a young little boy, a, a seven and a half week old little yeah, chap here, yeah. and he um, mixed heritage, so his mum is yeah, a, yeah. Sri Lankan, born in England. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm the same. I'm bringing them out to the garden. I'm telling them about the, the Irish spuds were grown and the vegetable yeah. stuff. And, yeah. Um, yeah, keeping that well, bit of well, Irishness hey, there. At least, at, least, at least you're not taking him down to the bog to dig that bog, are you? That <laughs> turf. Uh, you're not, you won't be taking him down there. That's how I spent my Hard holidays. That's tough that's how, I spent, that's how I spent with my holidays with that two-foot spade. That's yeah, why. Yeah. I, that, that's why. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Don't worry about that. That's it. That's uh, it. But, but no, I think it was great. Yeah, growing up in, in and and being part of the Irish uh, youth team was great. You know, people like Nal Quinn was there, Dennis Irwin was there, yeah. uh, John Sheridan was just in there. Uh, there was a, an array of talent, you know, uh, yeah. coming through the Irish youth team who yeah. went on to play for you know the Nolan brothers. They went on to play. For, it was West Ham. They played for West Ham. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, big Nal Quinn. He's obviously he was playing for Arsenal then, and obviously yeah. he went on. Uh, yeah. Dennis Irwin, you know what Dennis did, and John Sheridan, yeah, uh, people yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. So it was fantastic growing up, and that, that's that's that was that was it. I'm thinking, yeah, youth team. What's my next progression uh, to twenty ones? What's my next progression? Uh, the B team, what's yeah. my, the B team? You used to have a B team then. I know, remember I remember, that, the B team? I remember, I remember. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I don't think there's many B team caps about, but I've got one of them anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, cool. And 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 then and then progressing into the first team, but the first team come awful late for me. Yeah, you know, don't forget, I'd been playing uh, for Leeds, I'd been yeah. playing for Wimbledon for five years. Don't forget, I played like we said the FA Cup, FA Cup final, and, yeah, and, and then you know, and, and then. Four years late, well, it was 91, three years, three and a half years late, 91. Yeah. Obviously, I made my debut against Hungary away. Yeah. And you, you, know, you know the story was, like, yeah. you know, I got three phone calls. I put the phone down three or four times on Morris Settle uh, because I thought it was Vinnie Jones and Dennis <laughs> winding me up. And uh, the fourth call was, Mr. Phelan, if you put the phone down now, you're never going to play for Ireland. This is Morris Setters now. It's not Dennis Wise. It's not Vinnie Jones. It's not John Fastenew. Please take the call and get yourself on a plane the next day. Yeah, good, Went good. over. Uh, big Jack was there. God bless him. Big Jack was there. That big grin and his cap on. He said, wee man, come in here. And I, and I looked around the tables and I'm thinking, wow. Yeah. Don't forget, I was playing for Wimbledon then. And I'm yeah. looking on the table, John Aldridge. Ray Alton, Paul McGrath, Mick McCarthy, Packy Bonner, 
uh, <laughs> you know, Ronnie, Ron, Ronnie Whelan. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and a young Roy Keane. I'm going on, Roy Keane, and I'm going yeah. on. And there's John Sheridan and Dennis who I played with at Leeds, and I'm thinking, yeah, wow. Jeez. I'm thinking, absolutely wow. I'm out of my depth here. Remember yeah. Mick McCarthy coming up to me, putting his arm around me and going, we man, you come in here, we'll look after you. Yeah, and yeah. that was it, and that was it. And I remember before the game, I got a late shout before the game, and then Mick come up to me again and said, just go out there and play how you normally play. I'll be beside you, I'll be talking to you. Packy Bonu's the same, I'll be talking to you, just don't worry about anything, it's new for you. And I don't think I really looked back from then. Yeah. You know, and I really, yeah. I really enjoyed playing for me, I really enjoyed playing for my country, really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Really did enjoy it, every yeah. moment. I, th I think that's the thing about that team at that period was, they were, they were brilliant players and you have to think back that we had numerous players playing for Arsenal, Liverpool, Man United, top, mm. top teams at Everton. <clears throat> but also they were, there were so many leaders on that team. Even thinking about that team now, I'm thinking, Jesus, the players that you called out there, Ronnie Whelan and, and Packy oh. and Carty and Townsend yeah. and Keane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for, oh, well, I forgot, Town, I forgot Townsend. Townsend, Sorry, yeah. I McGrath. Forgot, Paul forgot McGrath. Paul McGrath. Yeah, big, big Paul, big Paul McGrath will always get mentioned. But yeah. And, and you look at, hey, Dave O'Leary was in there yeah, when I yeah, was yeah. Kevin, Kevin Moran. Moran, Jesus, yeah. Let, 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 let's be honest. Yeah. You know, Kevin Sheedy. Kevin yeah. Sheedy was there when I was there. Steve yeah. Staunton. Yeah. You know, you can go yeah. on and on. But, you know, I'm getting goose pimples. Yeah. These all play for the top teams and yeah. won trophies. Yeah. And you sat there and I'm thinking, Wimbledon, am I out my that fair? <laughs> no, I'm not because they played they played exactly the same way. Yeah. If I can just show yeah. Jack I can be energetic and run up and down and get that yeah. ball and, and do and close down and get in the faces and be a be that horrible little fullback, I'm yeah. happy. Yeah. And uh, to be fair, yeah. that's what that's what really happened, Kieran. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you know it was interesting last night because my, my brother Mark um, he, he he listens to all the different episodes. He he said to me, "Ask ask Terry," and he obviously would have followed our time in Kerala uh, uh, as well in India. And he said, "Ask Terry about like the modern game now. The Jurgen Klopp, the Pep Guardiola, uh, uh, all of these teams are all about the press, the press, the, press, the counter press, the press." press. And, and everyone press. is like, "Jesus, you press. know, the press together this is amazing." And he said, "Ask oh. Terry about Jack Charlton uses put him under pressure." I'll, 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 I'll send you a clip of the 1988 FA Cup final. Mm. And we had one of the best coaches in the world, Don Howe. Talk mm. about pressing. We, was, we, we pressed the living daylights out of teams. Mm. So all this counter-press, this pressing now, I don't know where it's come from because I was doing it 30-odd years ago, Kieran. <laughs> and I was doing it hard and I was doing it for 90 minutes. And don't forget, back in them days, you only had one sub. Mm. And you was playing multiple games and games and games and games. There's none of this rotation policy going on. Yeah, yeah I know the games are, you know, the game's faster now. Yeah, but yeah. When we talk about that, when we talk about that pressing and pressing, we pressed the living daylights out of, uh, out of, out of teams. Yeah. You know, it was like pressing an orange to get juice out of it. And more, yeah. you know, you press an orange, come on, get that juice. That's yeah, what yeah. we used to do. So yeah. when, when, you know what, I, I you know, I, I, I won't say this. Yeah, I'll say I dislike. I dislike when fullbacks don't close the wingers down, mm. and they stand off them and let them cross them balls in. Yeah. If we did that at Wimbledon or with big Jack Charlton, it absolutely lamplashed at half time. Yeah. What you're doing? Don't let him cross the ball. You let him cross the ball. It's goals. So yeah. we pressed all over. I'll yeah. show. I'll send you a clip. 
1988. I'll show you the clip, and you can you can you can bring it into where when you study and say, mm. show you pressing, and I'll I show know. you where I am pressing the ball. Yeah, you'll see yeah, where yeah. I am pressing the ball. So I'll send you a clip. Yeah, do do do. Do you do you think that Ireland team could have played better football in possession then? Because if you named out all those like brilliant players who are playing at top teams. Could we could we have pressed and kept possession more and played on the ground or how how like looking back now what do you think? Yeah, I think we could have. I think we, listen, I've just named the players there. You've named the players there. Of course, yeah. we could have. You know, there was yeah. there was no doubt about that. But Jack had his philosophy. He didn't yeah. want no messing about. Yeah. He didn't really have time, mm. you know, to tell us about we want to play like this. We want to play yeah. like that. It was like no, get it in, get it <laughs> at them, put it up them, get yeah. into them. Tackle yeah. them and let's get the ball in and put it back in again. Yeah. What's the point of playing round the back and yeah, round yeah, the back yeah, yeah. and round the back and, and, and giving teams a rest? He didn't want to give the opposition a rest. Yeah. Let's get at them. Let's get in the faces. Let them put them under pressure. Yeah. Put, yeah, man, yeah. put him under pressure. And that's what it was. That was yeah. the job. Yeah. You know, yeah. and listen, hang on a minute. Success. 1988, 1990. 94, yeah. missed just yeah. out in the playoffs, 92. Missed yeah. out in the playoffs in 96. Six, yeah. Come on then. Yeah, no, we true. Can't come, we can't be greedy, can we? Yeah, yeah. I remember you, 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 you told me a funny story in, over in India about you arrived over to, to America for a training camp before World Cup 94 and you were getting ready that, right, this is going to be tough and we're going to be training and whatever. And, and Jack Charlton and Morris Setters arrived into the, the dressing room on the first day or the hotel with big cases, loads of beer and said, lads, there you go. We'll, we'll see you in two or three days' time <laughs> to work hard. Well, well, well it, yeah, I mean, we, we'd got over there, obviously. We'd have a, had a, a few scoops on the way over there, you know, the lads. <laughs> and uh, a few scoops. I think I, I, it, was, it was the longest trip of my life, you know. <laughs> you know, and, and some of the lads were really, you know, uh, absolutely. John Aldridge, how about Aldridge? We missed John Aldridge out. Yeah. We missed John Aldridge out. Sorry, John. Yeah. You watched <laughs> Sorry about that, pal. But, uh, no, we got over and Jack says, right, uh, in the corner there, there's kegs of Guinness. <laughs> Get it finished, because that's your lot. <laughs> that's it then. That's it. So we arrived and that was it. And then we yeah. just started training and training and training. So, it was, it, you know, it was a fantastic time and mm. I really enjoyed it. And, I, you know, I, I take me out off to Big Jack for giving me the chance and his family yeah. Yeah. Uh, for giving me the chance. Because I don't think we've, without playing in that island team, you, you, well, you wouldn't have probably been the player we are now or that yeah. personality we are now. Yeah. And yeah. Big Jack give us that personality. And yeah. what he said to us, always be humble, lads. Mm. Always be humble, yeah. you know, and, and, and just enjoy your football. The greatest thing for me, if you, anybody was struggling at the club and they went over to Ireland, first thing Jack would get you, he'd sit you down and say, come and sit next to me. You yeah. sit down with his lovely wife and, he, and, and his sons and he'd say, sit, what's going on? What's going on at the club? Ah, they don't know what they're doing. Come here, play here, and enjoy yourself. That yeah, was yeah. Jack. Jack, yeah. Jack was brilliant for, for doing that. Yeah. You know, you know, if you was down in the dumps, he'd pick you up and he'd make you feel ten foot tall. Yeah, Is, was that was that what he was great at? I mean, his personality and just how yeah. like it looked like all you lads wanted to play for him and and do well for the country and the team, but also for for Jack. Yeah, Jack was brilliant. That's what he was all about. You know, if you come into the island team, this is what we want of you. It's, it's simplicity. Yeah. It's not hard. If you don't do it, you're not playing. You know, and he, he was very loyal to players, Jack. He was very, yeah. very loyal to players. 
And uh, if you didn't do your job, you, you was out. Yeah. <laughs> you had no messing about. You got somebody else in. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think his man management skills was brilliant. You know, and I, I keep saying on the training ground, he come on the training ground. He might have been doing an interview. And he'd yeah. run on the field and he's flat cap, he's big blue overcoat, he's yeah. grey trousers, yeah. black shoes. And he's, get, why I man, get the ball up to me. No, that's no good. No, get it up to me in the chest. <laughs> and the balls would be hitting him on the chest and he'd have like ball marks all over his blue coat. And he'd be going back in doing it. He'd be going back on the side of the field doing an interview yeah, for yeah, ball yeah. marks all over. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. And yeah. that's what made him the way he was. That was big Jack yeah. Shelton for you. Yeah, yeah. I... I... But my mother was has always been a fan of Big Jack and was very very sad a few weeks ago and there was a real nostalgia throughout the whole country in Ireland and, and in England mm. when mm. when Jack Charlton passed and mm. it kind of brought back a lot of brilliant memories. People start watching clips from World Cup ninety and ninety four and mm. it was it was a yeah, I think it was yeah it was great it was a, listen it was a, it was an amazing part of your career I think I played nine and a half years ten years in the Ireland team. I yeah. think if I wouldn't have got injured at that present time when I was at Everton, I probably would have played a lot more, had yeah. a lot more caps. But listen, I wasn't bothered one cap or 42 caps. Yeah. Playing for your country at the highest level, playing in the World Cup, playing multiple, uh, in multiple countries was absolutely fantastic. And maybe one day I'll end up back in Ireland and I'll, yeah. you know, I'll go into a little club and I'll, I don't, I'm, I'm not interested in working with first teams. Yeah. I'll work with the youth teams because... Do you want to see ex-players like me and, and who've yeah. travelled the world? Down, I don't mind putting myself down there with, with yeah. the, the younger students because yeah. then that, that may empower them to do mm. what I did. Yeah. You know? yeah. I'm, I'm not bothered about first teams and being this you know, super yeah. coach. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm happy just being humble on the training ground. And maybe one day when yeah. I decide, I, I, I'll maybe come back to Ireland. Yeah, uh, I'd, say, I'd say you'll get yeah. plenty, plenty of offers, that's for sure, when you go well, back. It's, it's, it's not about offers, it's just about, you know, going back to a place where, you know, all my family was from and, yeah. and a place where I really enjoyed. And I haven't been back an awful lot because obviously I've been yeah. travelling here, there and everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I, I, I believe one day I'll probably end up back in Ireland. Yeah, that'll be cool. La last thing, last couple of things, Terry. I, it's, a, it's a famous picture of Ray Houghton's goal against Italy in the in the giant stadium and like I remember that game and geez what what an event it was and to beat the Italians I mean uh, and that picture of after Houghton scoring and you're it's like you're grabbing him and you're serious looking and you know it was I'm just interested what was going through your head in that moment and everything Oof. wow I'm getting I get emotional yeah because it was when we talk about, you know, I didn't win a lot of trophies, but the trophies that I won was very special. The 88 final was a special trophy. I, my, my, my club is not laid with uh, championships and championships. I won a championship at Fulham, fantastic. Yeah. And that. Uh, my caps are very special, but uh, my World Cup cap mm. is absolutely, you know, the pinnacle of any boy's career. And mm. when, when, when you're watching your first World Cup in 1978 in Argentina, yeah, and you're sitting at that little black and white telly. You can't, you don't know who's playing because mm. they all look the same. Does the colours <laughs> look all the same? So you're thinking, I want to play there. Mm. I I can play there. I know I can play there. Yeah, and it's going to happen. And then when I went out on that giant stadium, I'm thinking, wow, we have arrived there. No matter yeah. what happens in the game, yeah, my dreams come true. Yeah, and I yeah. thank the Lord for giving me everything He gave me. 
Whether it was meant to be on this earth to play football, I don't know. A million other players have done a lot more than me. Mm. And I respect that. But for me, when Real scored that goal against that Italian time, that Italian side, sorry, who we'd watched on the Sundays, the Gazetta yeah. uh, show on them Sundays. That was yeah. called the Gazetta, yeah, yeah. on the Sundays. And you, you're looking around the pitch and you're thinking, hang on a minute, <laughs> can't, get no, can't get no better than this. But don't forget, we'd already played against them in, like, uh, US tournaments, you know, in 92 and that. And I'm thinking, yeah, Whew, here we go. And there's 98,000 fans there. Mm. And the stadium's just going up and up and up. Yeah. You're thinking, wow. And when that goal went in, it was just, I get goose pimple. It, it was just, you know what? It was, I, I'm a, is somebody going to wake me up? Is mm. somebody going to pinch me? I'm still in a dream. Yeah. yeah. I'm still dreaming as that young boy. Mm. And that's why I had no emotion. That's why my face was the way it was. It was as if I'd seen a goal start. It wasn't really happening. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and my mum's going to come in and go, Terry, come on, you've got to go to school now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? And you're in the middle of that dream, and you think, oh, Christ. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's get to the end to it. <laughs> that's how I felt. Yeah. And that's how I felt. And it was, I've, got, I've got three reels of that. Three reels of that. And yeah. I, said, I said I'd post the three reels of them. And I don't think anybody else has got them, but I've got the three reels of that, that goal. And I should send them to Razor. I don't think he's got them. He may yeah, probably yeah, have them yeah. now, yeah. Yeah, uh, but for me, it's it's an iconic picture. It is. And it'll yeah. always it, it'll, it'll yeah. always be one. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. It was just like it's just like a dream come true. And dreams yeah. do. You know, people say dreams don't come true. They do come true if you're willing to work and all. Yeah. Yeah. They do come true, and yeah. you do need a little bit of luck in football. Uh, but, yeah. but when you play for any student out there, boy, girl, uh, youth team or first team, just enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy every moment of it. Enjoy training. Don't don't bitch and moan about training. The rain, the snow. Oh, it's too hard. Are oh, we running again? Oh, the training's boring. Just go out there, take heed, and train like you've never trained before. And enjoy it because it doesn't last long. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't last long. Yeah. Uh, you I, know, I, and I, I, I think, I think, I think. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think. Like uh, due to injury and everything, you didn't reach a hundred caps for Ireland or whatever. But I think you had that kind of legendary status, like amongst all my friends and family and work colleagues, because I think that shone true. Whereby it looked like you just you really enjoyed your career and you were always willing to work hard to get up and down that line, no nonsense, like play play ball, like like a modern as they say, a modern fullback who can defend. And play yeah, ball, but, but just get just get on with the game. Work hard, enjoy it, and I think that really shone true. Well, that's what it's all about, isn't it? You know, it's mm. no use. Yeah, we have a little moan up every now and again. Everybody has a moan up. Everybody feels in the dumps, you know. But you know, when it's when it's when it's, I, I see. I don't know how they go on now with this rotation policy. I was built to be a football player. Yeah. I don't want to sit out for two or three games and then come in. How can how can you get momentum? I want to play every game. Yeah, you know yeah. these players now with the, with what they've got the sports science and this and that should be playing every game. Yeah. You know, you look at you know look at Klopp, what Klopp's done at Liverpool. Very, very, very rarely changes his formation. It's true for anybody. True. Yeah, very, very. When, when Klopp he went first into Liverpool, he struggled for the first year because he had hamstring injuries and this and that. He got his sports science right, fantastic, and I do believe uh, a lot of players say, "Oh, when they coming in the early days, but they don't know what they're on about." 
course they know what they're on about because they're educated people, so they do yeah. know what they're on about. Yeah. And uh, my son, he's doing it. He's going down that same line now, and he's Good. playing Connor. Yeah. He's going yeah. down the sports science route. He's playing and all. He's up in Newcastle. Good. And for me, like I said earlier on, if I would have had the proper treatment and guys like yourself around, I probably would have played a lot longer. I probably would have been still playing at 52 years of age. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I don't but doubt no, it. No, it, it was brilliant. And what you've got to do, you've got to hold your hand up and say, you know, like I said, every game meant something to me. It meant something in, in, the, in the way of the fans are paying the money. So, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not boasting here. I'm being very down to earth. The fans are paying the money, so I have to give them something back. Now, yeah. if that means me running up and down that line all day long, you know, uh, yeah. and giving yeah. sweat, blood and tears, that's what I tried to do. And it was just a down-to-earth lad who just enjoyed a laugh, a joke, and playing football. Yeah, exactly. Simple. Exactly, exactly. I think that's a brilliant attitude, Terry. Terry, I'll, 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 I'll leave you. you go. You've given us loads of time, and I think Thank people you very much. will really enjoy watching that and listening to that. And, and it's been great. It's been five years since we chatted yeah. kind of in person. We're always on Instagram yeah. back every yeah. week. But, um, yeah. Yeah, great, great, well, well, great well, say, hi, say hi to the family to me. I yeah. will. All, all, say hi to all them folks back in Ireland. And yeah. From, from our hearts of India, we love you all, and hopefully one day I'll see you again. So Brilliant. thank you very much, Karen. Brilliant. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. Thank okay. you very much. Good man. Take, Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that was the great Terry Phelan who was chatting to us for the last hour and a half. I had intended on doing an hour episode, but of course with Terry, we had so much to talk about in terms of India and Ireland and football in general and his, his career, his brilliant career, that obviously it went well over the hour, but really enjoyed that. I think people will see how passionate Terry is about football and sport, working with kids, traveling in India and around the world, New Zealand, America, he played in also, and also his love for Ireland and how much he enjoyed playing for his country and, and of course, World Cup 94. Uh, so that was brilliant and I really enjoyed personally just catching up with Terry as well. Okay, loads of stuff over on the website, dailysportscience.com. Head over there. We've got a hurling section now, the sports science, performance analysis is growing all the time. We have a new scheme starting up, a referral scheme for our members as well. Check out the Twitter page and, and the WhatsApp group for information about that. Thanks as always to our sponsor, ripped.app. So that's ript.app. Cormac and the lads there have been brilliant supporters of us throughout this whole period. We've reached 20 episodes. Uh, so we said we'd do a special one this week with Terry. Uh, the support we've had and response from people, listeners, has been overwhelming. So that's been brilliant. So remember, if you go over to the website, you'll see a link to Ripped uh, and you get two months free access to their services. It's a software package that links you from the coach, the SNC coach, to your athletes, uh, online training you can do, and they upload the training videos, the exercises you do on a daily basis, and programming. That's a fantastic service. We've used it. I've used it myself. Um, and also you can monitor the training load in terms of their RPE and wellness questionnaire. And I think they're a company that are really growing. They're already working with Kerry GA, Swim Ireland, ourselves and loads, loads more. So it's a company to keep an eye out for. So that's ripped.app. And thanks very much for the lads' support as always. Okay.
uh, catch you next week.